0: Hey, this is Kiran Nagar from The Sparking Entrepreneur Show, and today we have Michelle Tillis-Linderman with us. Michelle helps people communicate to connect. She's a Forbes Top 25 networking expert. She's an author, speaker, trainer, coach, animal lover, and of course, a mom. Michelle, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Let's begin with the dog you were speaking of. So, <laughs> animal lover, how did it begin? Like, were you born animal lover? or
1: Born an animal lover. The, the strays used to follow me home. There was never a dog that didn't love me. I have interacted with tigers and elephants and sloths, monkeys, you name it. I want to play with it.
0: Wow. Wow. Awesome. So how about sharks? But they're not animals.
1: I have on scuba diving and pet sharks. Yep.
0: You have. You have. have. Okay. Tell us about Forbes, like how uh, being top 25 networking expert. At
1: so uh, it was actually a surprise. The author of the list sent me an email and said, I included you in this. And I, you know, I get a lot of emails and I didn't like that moment, like I didn't know what it was. And a few days later, I opened it and I'm number eight on this list. And I was wow. like shocked, you know, and you have this moment of, I don't belong here. You look at some of the other names on that list. And I'm like, how did I get on the list? And then my husband, husband goes to me he's like because you're a connector because you know how to do this that's how you and i was like oh that makes sense
0: the charm that you have on the show it's already enlightening us with a lot of crazy information and knowledge if you can tell us about being an author, and love about the books.
1: So I've written four books. My platform is really about the the bottom two that you can see behind yes. me. Um, The 11 Laws of Likeability was my first book back in 2011. And this is about understanding what to do before, during, and after a conversation to build stronger, deeper connections. And understanding that you can't make anybody like you, but you can enable people to see what is likable about you. Because we're all likable. What you might like about me is not what somebody else might like about me. And so it's to understand that each interaction, each relationship has its own dynamics and not to change who we are, but to understand how to kind of create that connection with the individual in front of you. My most recent book, which is The Connector's Advantage, actually builds off of those ideas. So my brother-in-law came into my office when I was writing The Connector's Advantage and said, oh, another networking book. And I'm like, no, 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 this is about being a connector. Okay. And he, you I know, was very adamant. And he was like, well, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. And I looked up at him and I'm like, well, that's a good question. I thought about it for a moment and I said, well, networking is something that you do, but a connector is who you are. Yes. And that became the last line of this book. This is about understanding that anybody can be a connector. Anybody can kind of infuse the attributes and behaviors of a connector and build those relationships, which is going to make all the difference. I will tell you, when I started doing the work and the research, I didn't think that was the case. I thought people were born this way. I went to prove that connectors were wired a certain way. And we did a um, survey along with a University kind of helped me put together this survey. And what we found was there really wasn't an innate difference. Mm. The only big thing that we saw was that connectors get more personal satisfaction out of just making the connection. Yes. Like that just, that gets them going more than non-connectors. But other than that, there really was very, very insignificantly different dynamics between connectors and non-connectors. And so what that made me realize is The connector's advantage, which is faster, easier, better results. Whatever it is you're working on, you're going to get there faster, easier, and often with a better result through your connections and your relationships. Um, The book completely changed around. Okay, anybody can do this. Here's the seven core mindsets. Do you know what they are?
0: No, I don't. Please tell me.
1: Okay, the seven mindsets of connector are um, connectors are open and accepting. They have a clear vision. They trust, they come from a place of abundance, Mm -hmm. they're social and curious, they're conscientious and they have a generous spirit. And anybody who's listening right now can embody those seven mindsets and build a stronger network, a stronger connections, better relationships and, and get the connectors advantage.
0: And if I were to ask you, as there is a lot of audience who is very young and dynamic, I'll say, so... How do you connect with a stranger across the street whom you are attracted to? What's the first secret towards?
1: Here's the first secret. Ready? Ready. If people are not looking at the video, you wouldn't have seen that all I did was I smiled. And a smile can be seen as far as 30 feet away. And if you want to make a connection with somebody that you don't know, Eye contact and a smile is how you begin a connection. You are inviting that response. I walk around my neighborhood every morning and every morning I say good morning to whoever passes me by. But I don't just say good morning. I turn my head and I look at them and I smile and I say good morning. Wonderful. I love that question though. I would
0: love to be around the neighborhood wherein you are there because you have a wonderful smile. (laughs) Thank you so much for greeting everyone with that kind smile. Tell us about networking, business networking. So what's the best way to network if there is any?
1: So I don't believe in bests, right? What I believe is that people, you know, we have introverts and extroverts listening to this Mm -hmm. and everybody does it differently. And a lot of times the introverts think that networking is like work in the room. It doesn't have to look the way an extrovert might approach it. And, you know, we both as introverts and extroverts bring specific skills to the connection forum. Mm-hmm. So depending on who you are and your preferences around networking will be you know what works for you and what your stretches. And so what I say to people is, um, fine, find yourself just a little outside your comfort zone. I don't want to make it crazy, right? <laughs> but I want you to stretch yourself. So for the extroverts, mm-hmm. they are great at going up to people, making anybody feel comfortable, keeping a conversation going. That's all great. Mm-hmm. But their stretch might be learning to talk a little less, mm-hmm. ask some more questions, And listen deeply and actively to show someone else that you are focused on them rather than like me, afraid of silence. I fill in all the gaps. So that's what might look for the extrovert. Whereas the introvert, they are really natural born listeners. Mm -hmm. They're much better in the Mm -hmm. one-on-one. They're not off putting or overpowering and they ask probative, wonderful questions. So let them put themselves in, hey, we can be at the same big networking event, but instead of trying to be in a conversation in a crowd, just be in a conversation with one other person, because that's where true connection forms anyway. You know, you find your stretch by thinking about, well, let me pose a question, and also be willing to have some self-disclosure. So introverts are a little bit more resistant to share of themselves. They're much better focusing on somebody else. Um, yeah. But the stretch for them is to you know, re- reveal a little of themselves as well, because that's when you get that love similarity that comes into play of, oh, we have a common interest or a common person or a common place or a common cause or a common value or a common experience or a common dream. And all those commonalities are where connections start to form.
0: Of course. What a wonderful way to put it. (laughs) So if you can tell us about uh, online presence, you have been doing a lot of podcasts. What do you think about smaller forms of content like reads, which are comparatively different?
1: So I actually do them. I have a little series on YouTube called Success Shorties. What -hmm. your audience can't tell from the Zoom box is that I'm four foot 10. I don't know what that is in meters, but it's short. And so I have a little video series called Success Shorties, less than maybe two minutes um, with a little tip. So not quite as short as a 45 second reel, but I think it's a great format for that quick hit. And if there are people who want a daily dose of inspiration, they should follow me on Insta or on LinkedIn, and you'll put that stuff in the show notes.
0: Of course, we will. Michelle, tell us about something that was unusual that has happened over the period you have been a coach. What's something unusual but successful?
1: I don't know how to think of unusual because I don't think anything is usual, right? I think we we're yeah. all unique, but I can't really necessarily disclose anything specific about coaching clients. So pose me a different question.
0: Okay, okay. So any success stories about your life that you love? This is what I've been, and this is wonderful about me. Accomplishment that you love about yourself.
1: So I actually just got named one of Global Guru's top 30 professional communication professionals in the world, which was another surprise. It just happened in 2023. So that was pretty exciting. You know, communications for me is the foundation of all interactions, and it is what enables us to create to connect to learn to grow like for me communication is, is really the foundation of connection and so to be named one of the top communication professionals in the world was really something i'm I'm quite proud of it hasn't yeah. even made it into my bio yet it's so new
0: <laughs> yeah, it is it is completely it is if you can tell us about the places that you have been okay and the things that you have learned something about where do you learn most of history
1: so I'm going to start with the places I've been because I am a travel junkie mm-hmm. and I have been to 75 countries on 6 continents. Wow. And uh, I'm I'm aiming for 100. We're planning to hit our seventh continent in 2025. Uh, so Antarctica here we come.
0: Antarctica, wow. Yes,
1: yeah, so well that that's the seventh continent that I have yet yeah. to hit. So I actually love immersing myself in other cultures. I think that is One of the beautiful things around connection is to connect to those that are different from you. The diversity of thought, the diversity of experience, that is what broadens us. And that's also what makes you more of a connector because you have depth and breadth to your connections. So my children who are still teenagers have been to 26 countries each. It's with losing three years to COVID, so I really try to instill in them A desire to be a global citizen and to understand the dynamics of all the different places out there, Um, because I didn't get to leave the country until I was about 16, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't envision any place better than the U.S., but now I can. So that was the first part of the question was where I've been, and the other part of the question was how I learn. And I love that question. And I think it's a question that everybody out there listening should be asking themselves is how do you learn? You know, generally speaking, we have three learning styles. We have auditory learners, visual learners, and experiential learners. I am an experiential learner first and a visual learner second. I am not an auditory learner. I need to see it and I need to do it in order for myself to learn it and absorb it. You know, and for me, I you know, I said I go in my neighborhood walks every morning. Well, if I don't have somebody to walk with, which I highly recommend having somebody to walk with. But if you don't, um, I put on my airpods and I listen to audiobooks. I join and listen to podcasts. I just took a course from Dr. Shrikmar Rao, one of the most famous courses in business schools around the country, or actually around the world, called Creative and Personal Mastery. I did a second coaching certification in the middle of COVID. So I love continuous learning because the more I know, the more I can bring and serve my clients.
0: Yes. Yes. And is there any particular strategy that you recommend for people to succeed at anything, let's say?
1: I'm actually listening to a book right now. I should just finish it called Grit. And for me, what it was really saying is a perseverance. When I, I don't know how many years ago it was, at least a decade ago, a woman was starting a group called Six Figures Women, who's now been merged and it, it doesn't exist in that format anymore. And she reached out to me and asked me to be a founding member. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, why don't we meet and let's talk and let me understand what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so we're having a cup of you know coffee over you know at a cafe. And she was like, can I ask you? She told me she stopped me. I said, well, why me? And she's like well, I've been watching you on the internet. But she said to me, she goes, when you started your business, now I've been in business almost 20 years. I have been founded my company in two twenty two thousand and four. Wow. So yeah. And I've been doing the work since two thousand one, but I didn't incorporate into two thousand and four. Mm-hmm. And she said, When you, you know, started your business, did you have a plan B? Mm-hmm. And I looked at her and I said, No. I always knew I'd be successful. I didn't necessarily know what to be successful at, but I knew I'd be successful. And she said, that is the same answer that I'm getting from almost every entrepreneur I've been talking to that has been successful. Part of it is the belief and the determination and the drive to make yourself successful Mm -hmm. and to understand that that does require pivots. And it it isn't necessarily what it looked like. I never dreamed of the business I have now Mm -hmm. 19 plus years ago. I was just thinking about I want to have a mommy business. Uh and do work and be flexible and then you write a book that goes international and then you're on stages and then I'm bringing my family to Hong Kong for my first international speech which was so cool and so and things evolve and I wasn't originally looking to be a speaker I loved being a trainer and a coach and and then COVID hit and I went back to coach so it's about being nimble Mm -hmm. um and one entrepreneur that was a mentor to me Forget, he said, follow the revenue. Mm. You don't necessarily know where you think you're going to make your money from. And you need to look at the market and the audience and the the buyer and what do they want, right? So I was doing very little coaching before COVID and then COVID hit and now coaching is huge and I'm doing a ton of it. Um, because of the struggles people are facing in this post-COVID environment. And so you have to kind of be agile and adapt. Mm,
0: So being adaptive to the environment is again Darwin's first (laughs) rule to survive and then thrive. So Michelle, any fifth book that we could look forward to?
1: Um, No, I'm still very much focused on promoting the connector's advantage. And if... If the audience is thinking about which of these books to go get, get the most recent because I summarized the likability book there. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. Please do. And actually, I think in your show notes for your U.S.-based audience, and I'm sorry for the international audience, I don't have any specials for you guys, but for the U.S.-based audience, I do have some book specials on my website um, where I will sign and inscribe and put a little bookmark in and send it off to you. And I have one called My BOGO means buy one, gift one because that's a great way to make a connection to give the gift of connection
0: what a wonderful way to start communication through books thank you so much michelle for being on the show it was an honor to host you today you have been a wonderful guest
1: thank you my pleasure have a good one
0: thank you so much again michelle i am your host kir nagra signing off you guys take care bye guys